not an hour ago, I had a pile of dirty laundry on my head. Something that probably parents are the only ones who've ever said (laughs) that sentence before. I have a young buck who loves taking laundry out of the laundry basket and sorting it. And then he decided to just start putting it on my head. And it was so freaking cute. I couldn't even argue with it. But man, I was just sitting there with a bunch of laundry on my head reading all my Twitter notifications, the social justice crowd, the liberal Christians are not happy with me for sharing a clip from John MacArthur's sermon response to the go home Beth Moore comments. Man, that video is almost at 20,000. I have not seen so much blowback from any clip uh, that I've posted until that clip. So if you haven't seen it yet, do yourself a favor and go check that out. Welcome to HTBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, sharing the show with the friends, watching on the social media sites, live streaming. We're on YouTube. You can subscribe and check that out. Thank you for subscribing. I'm almost to that 100 subscriber mark on YouTube, which I get to customize my link, which makes it shareable or I mean searchable and people can see it. Right now, when you search HTBT or how to build a tent, you go through 20 or 30 different YouTube's channels of actual tent building. So maybe I need to rethink my name for my next next podcast because I have a bunch. We have Reform Jellical Wednesdays. That's tomorrow as you're airing this. We have the book club that's coming out for club members. If you are not a club member yet, you go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put in HTBT in the memo field, just like what you see in this mug, and you'll get this mug. You'll get tons of great content. You'll get to be part of the book club. If you click a link and you buy the book in one of the links in the show notes, you will also be able to get into the book club to send me a screenshot that you bought it, and we will send you the link to get into the book club so you can be live and you can interact and you can come talk. I'll let you come up on the screen, so make sure you have your headphone your headset and a microphone of some sort, or even just like your Michael, or gosh, man, the Apple (laughs) headset will do just fine. All right, you can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildtent.com. Find me on the social media sites. Get in on that action that I was just talking about on Twitter, how to build a tent on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Love to interact with you, connect with you, and hear just what's going on in your life. So, Oh, and I'm late on this. I'm recording this on Veterans Day, but I should have remembered this when I was recording this weekend, and I didn't. I apologize. Happy Veterans Day. Not Memorial Day. It is Veterans Day. We're celebrating all veterans, and it does not mean that it's all the people I've served that have been killed in action, but it is the people that are in in the military. Now I'm drawing a blank. This is so obvious. It's definitely the people that have retired from the military, but we can thank the people in the military regardless or not if they're considered veterans yet. Uh, forgive me for having that lapse in uh, thought, but thank you for all those who have served our country. Appreciate all that you do. Speaking of Veterans Day, there has been an uproar as much as you can have an uproar in Canada. Those people are so polite. Well, they used to be. It doesn't seem like that anymore. Don Cherry, a legend in Canadian hockey, got fired for comments that were beyond the pale, that were inappropriate, that could not be tolerated. 40 years of career ended by Sportsnet, which is you know a hockey programming up in Canada. A 
And this is what they said. Sports brings people together. It unites us, not divided, not divides us. Following further discussions with Don Cherry, after Saturday night's broadcast, it has been decided it is the right time for him to immediately step down. <clears throat> Fired. During the broadcast, broadcast, he made divisive remarks that did not represent our values or what we stand for. Oh, man. It must have been terrible. Terrible. Don is synonymous with hockey. He is. And has played an integral role in growing the game over the past 40 years. We would like to thank Don for his contributions to hockey and sports broadcasting in Canada. That's the president of Sportsnet, Bart Yabsley. And then there was another comment on Sportsnet letterhead. Don's discriminatory comments are offensive and they do not represent our values and what we stand for as a network. We have spoken with Don about the severity of his issues and we sincerely apologize for these divisive remarks. President. All right. Now I'm going to play a video of what he actually said. It's a little fuzzy because I got it from Twitter's, but you are going to see the insensitive remarks or hear if you're listening to this on audio, you're going to hear the horrible things that made this 40-year career end that we could not tolerate any longer, Sportsnet, sport, and we could not tolerate anymore in Canada. Here we go. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to wait. He says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities, and you know, you, you know those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you can pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run it again for you great people and good Canadians that bought a poppy. I'm still going to run it. Anyhow, love you for it. So he's giving a rant about how people aren't wearing the what their Veterans Day is pretty much is wearing a red poppy on their suits or shirts. You see it in the hockey games. If you're like, why do they have that red flower on their suits? It's for Remembrance Day. I think it's specifically the First World War. And he's going off about people that wouldn't take the time to buy it and how it is something that's important to him and he doesn't understand why people that are immigrants and people that are coming into this country doesn't say anything about race doesn't say anything about anything that could be construed as racism just immigrants people that are coming into the country and saying you're enjoying all this stuff but i was talking with someone who doesn't want to buy it doesn't want to honor what people sacrificed their lives for dedicated their lives risk their lives for of the country of canada and that's too far for sports net. That's too far for uh, hockey. That is comments that are worth destroying, ending, tarnishing a 40-year career. He isn't sinning. He's not sleeping around. He's not being hateful. He's talking about respect and honoring people that represent his country and he's getting fired for it culture matters you might be like why are you guys what are you talking about matt culture all the time like can we get back to business stuff culture is the most important thing or one of the most important things i should say in business in our culture in our communities is what i meant to say because it's driving and influencing our careers, where we do business, 
where we work, where we're going to start a business. And if we don't get ahead of this, if we don't turn the tide on this culture, if we don't recognize it, if we don't see all the different cultural drivers, all the different cultures that are influencing us, we're going to be in trouble. And today's show, we're going through a bunch of topics that are just proving that. And one of them is this Don Cherry, 40 year career tarnished, forced to retire because he did not think it was right for immigrants that he was talking to, to not buy a poppy to support and remember people that have fought and died for Canada. It's incredible. And next in the news list, Apple Card is racist. According to David Hanamar Hansen, don't know who that is, and Steve Wozniak, a big Apple guy. Steve claims that it, Apple Card discriminated against his wife, that his balance was much bigger than his wife's, and I think the same for David's, which I did not mean to mispronounce his name. I wasn't making fun of his name. I really just am a poor pronouncer, and I'm a poor speller. If you see me on social media, you'll see I misspell things all the time. I don't know why I never could figure out how to spell. It was a terrible shame. But so here are the options. This is an algorithm that determines based on inputs that you put in if or how if you're approved, first of all, and then what your limit's going to be. Now, either Apple programmed in the logic to give females a lower score. You know, Apple, not it's not owned by Trump. It's not owned by conservatives. It's not owned by Christians. Liberal Silicon Valley super leftist CEO is a homosexual who gives to the left wing, gives to Democrats all the time. He either is discriminating against females by putting it in the code that you are not going to give females the same credit limit based on all the same factors, or it has nothing to do with sexism or women or men altogether. And it's just an imperfect algorithm. What do you think? Do you think Apple literally put in their algorithm that women should not get as much as men in credit balance and, um, you know, however much they can borrow? I really, really doubt that. But yet the world is screaming. They're complaining. They're shouting. Apple is sexist. Goldman Sachs, who underwrites all of this, is sexist. But, you know, Goldman Sachs isn't writing these algorithms. I mean, it'd be one thing about Goldman Sachs was like, you need to give a lower credit limit to women than men. But do you really think that happened either? Really? I don't think so. But it could be an imperfect algorithm. Algorithms aren't perfect. They make mistakes. And if there is an error, you'd fix it. If women aren't getting as big a credit limit as men for the same inputs, the credit card company will want to increase their limits. It's good for them, too, because the more they borrow, the more you get sucked into debt, which is a good reminder that do not be sucked into credit card debt, even if it's Apple Card. It might sound cool. It might be cool because you can use it on your phone or wherever you use it nowadays. You might get Apple Plus for a year. But credit card debt sucks. Don't get stuck into it. Be able to pay off your balances every single month. And if you don't have the discipline to be able to pay off your credit card debt every month, then don't have a credit card. But if you do get a travel card, oh, I love my travel card. Next story, boycott Uber. The CEO says Saudi Arabia's murder of Jamal Khashoggi. Again, I'm sorry if I pronounced the name wrong, not intending to. I'm just a terrible pronouncer, (laughs) communicator. I'm in the right industry. It was a mistake for the journalist, the, the editor, 
to be murdered. The CEO said it was a mistake. Not murder. It was a mistake. And he compared it to an accident that happened with Uber's self-driving car where a woman died from that. And I just want to point out here, it's really interesting. There's no differentiation, people outside of the Bible, on what is murder and what is killing somebody. and Or what is death? Like, what is incidental? And I just think you talk to people all the time, and that's why they're against the death penalty. They're against all of these um, punishments that, not all these punishments, but capital punishment, they're against that. And they they equate it to murder. And we know from what the Bible says and what God says, it's just not true. There is a difference between accidentally killing someone and purposely killing somebody. But that's neither here nor there. So he, trying to backstep, said that, or backtrack, backstep, backtrack, same thing. There's no forgiving or forgetting what happened to Jamal. He was the, again, oh, I don't know if I said this. He's the chief of Al-Arab or something, and then he was assassinated by Saudi Arabia. He's And so backtracking, the CEO said, there's no forgiving or forgetting what happened to Jamal, and I was wrong to call it a mistake. As I told in the interview, I said something in the moment I don't believe. Our investors have long known my view here, and I'm sorry I wasn't as clear on Axios. And so now there's a hashtag going around that we need to boycott Uber because he called an assassination a mistake. I mean, it is a mistake. It's a sin. It deserves a death penalty. Uh, but it is, again, it's just interesting uh, not knowing your cultures, not knowing the cultures that you live in and the backlash that can come from it. Uber has been masterful at finding ways to step in it and to upset the culture. And I'm not all in sure why. I, I remember there were some uh, Me Too claims, which some of them might have been legitimate or all of them might have been legitimate. I don't know about them. It, but it just seems that Uber has not been playing the culture game really well. And there's a good example of why you need to understand the cultures that you operate in. In Uber's case, they're international. And the CEO especially, because what he's trying to do when he says mistake is not upset the fifth largest shareholder of Uber. Just like the NBA, here comes Uber to do the exact same thing. When you serve money, you make stupid mistakes. When you fear man, you make stupid mistakes. Saudi Arabia is the fifth largest shareholder. Money plays. If you can fear God and not fear man, you will not make the mistakes of the NBA. You will not make the mistakes of Uber. And of a whole host of other things. Jim Cramer on CNBC gets it. He understands how to fight the cultural battle. Jamin Dimon last year apologized for his $31 million pay bonus. 2008, he was told that, or he told an interviewer that he was overpaid. He said, I would have said, look, I know that you think I have made, been overpaid. Oh, no, this is what uh, Jim Cramer says. He's, this is what he says that Jimmy, Jim Dimon, Jamie Dimon should have said. I've would have said, look, I know you think that I may be overpaid, but I don't point out. Uh, I do point out that the others have shared in wealth, that others have shared in the wealth. Yeah. So he has grown the company. He has created wealth for a ton of employees at J.P. Morgan. He has created tons of wealth for investors that have invested in Chase, which I don't believe I have any Chase in my portfolio right now. 
So full disclaimer, I do not have any investment in Chase right now. But he shouldn't have apologized. Diamond should not have apologized. And that's it. Do not apologize. You repent of sin. You don't apologize to the mob. You don't back down from the mob. And we've experienced that. David has experienced that with the Foundersman video, By What Standard. We've seen this over and over again of men apologizing and being fearful of the crowd. They're fearful of the culture. And you're not going to win. Jamie Dimon is still being attacked for being a rich CEO that gets paid, you know, however much more than the janitor. He's still getting attacked for being the rich white guy. This Uber CEO still going to be attacked. Don Cherry lost his lost his 40-year career, and it's just in shambles now. And it's tainted forever. Apple card. Intentionally, probably not. When we fear man, when we fear our culture, when we don't act wisely, we're going to get in trouble. We can't back down. We have to finish strong. We have to be bold. And if we fear God and not fear man, we're going to be okay. We're going to be successful. We're going to be all right. So let's go out and do that. Let's speak boldly. Let's not equivocate. Let's not misstep because we're fearing what men think of us. And let's obey God and be principled. Talk to you tomorrow.